Buenos dias. <clears throat> Welcome to another daily devotion. I'm your host today, Pastor Jesse. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining me. And this is actually uh, my son Elijah's room because I went into the attic today. I was going to try it again and it was freezing, like super duper cold. <laughs> the marker wouldn't work. Um, so Ellie was like, hey, just take it into Elijah's room. Nobody's ever in there uh, except for sleeping. So today we are in First Peter chapter 2. Thank you for so much for those of you who have faithfully been following along with our reading plan. I know that it's, it's, it's not easy to read the Bible every day. It's not easy... Uh, but you guys are doing it, uh, you're tuning in when you can, you're reading the scriptures when you can, and so I'm really proud of you guys. Uh, today, <coughs> we're going to be talking about uh, actually one of the themes for our church, uh, the mission for our church, the mission for this channel is to grow mature disciples, uh, and so today, I'm going to give you five things to get rid of, basically, uh, that will help you to grow. So um, we're going to do, it, it's, yeah, five things to get rid of if you want to grow. If you want to be a mature disciple of Jesus Christ, the first thing you're going to have to recognize is that an F, an F, in order to do that, you're going to have to grow at some point in time. Uh, you're not just like born again and then all of a sudden a mature believer. <coughs> and so most of us, it takes a long time for us to grow up in the Lord. And that's okay, especially if you're a new Christian, right? Like uh, the book of Hebrews is really hard on people who have been... Uh, along they've been along for the ride for a long period of time and they're they're not growing um but i'm gonna give you today like let's assume that uh you're we're all infants in the lord um and so here we go if we start in in chapter 2 verse 1 he says this like newborn infants desire pure milk of the word so that you may grow up into your salvation. So Peter is giving this kind of illusion. He, he's using this, this word picture <clears throat> that there is a way for you, if you, like, I'm going to pretend that this is a tree, uh, that there is a way for you to, when you desire pure spiritual milk, uh, desire pure milk of the word. So when we're desiring the word of the Lord, it's like our roots are, are growing down deep into the ground. Let's assume that's the ground. And every time we read and study the Bible, and maybe we don't even understand what it says sometimes, but... <laughs> the more we dive into the daily devotions, the more we dive into the word of the Lord, 
uh, our roots get a little deeper, which will actually eventually produce fruit in our lives. It, it Sometimes uh, it'll just look green because like leaves are green. Uh, but then other times you're going to start seeing like fruits of, of righteousness pop up. Uh, you're going to see these, you know, oh, like good works are popping up and, uh, you know, love is popping up and joy is popping up and peace and patience and kindness. And the next thing you know, like the fruit in your life it is growing in big, it's growing in full. And so, with that, the way that that comes, according to this verse, is that when you desire the pure milk of the word, and what it, it's interesting here that, that it's the desire. It, it doesn't necessarily even mean, uh, according to this at least, um, that you're always getting into it. But wanting to get into it is a great place to start. It's the desire is the, is the best place to start. So I'm going to write here, desire. And we're going to dive in here. Uh, because verse 1, I believe verse 1 is the key to being able to do this. That the, the key to... Having the desire, the key, the, the, the key to the source of the desire for that spiritual milk so that you can grow in the Lord, so that you can produce that wonderful spiritual fruit that you so crave in your life, so that everyone around you craves. And it, we're going to begin, we're going to make a little list. So number one, the first thing is this, and I just marked it by my finger. He says, therefore, rid yourselves of all malice. So in the comment section, if you can, go ahead and write down what do you think the definition for the word malice is. This is not a word that is used often. Uh, this is a word that, <laughs> to be honest, uh, until I looked it up, I didn't know what it meant. And so... Uh, if you're supposed to rid yourself of this so that you can desire the pure spiritual milk, so that you can grow up in your salvation, so that you can become a mature believer, <coughs> one of the things you're going to have to get rid of is something called malice. So it may be, as you're in the comment section, you write it down, and I'm going to write down the definition here. It's the intention to do evil. Uh, this is getting rid of the malice in your heart is getting rid of the intentions in your heart to do evil. One of the things that's going to stop you from growing every time is your intentions when they are evil. Uh, your intention isn't to pure, uh, to, 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 to worship the Lord. Your intention isn't to, to help people around you. Your intention is, how can I go out and do something evil today? Like... Uh, I, I actually used to work uh, umpiring, and there was this guy that I had to room with one night who, who flat out told me uh, he can't go to bed until he goes out and has sex with a woman that he's never met before. That was his life. Uh, that would be considered malice, the intention to do evil. 
like he, he's setting himself up so that he can't even go to sleep at night until he has committed uh, adultery. He has committed these evil acts. This isn't just related to that. Uh, malice is a really broad term. And so therefore, uh, I mean, this could be like, the intention to do evil in the sense that like your your wife made you mad and so you've been plotting against her uh, something evil. Uh, I'm intentionally giving my spouse the silent treatment because uh, they made me mad. Uh, what's in my heart is revenge. It's the intention to do evil. <clears throat> so number two, all deceit. So if you can, in the comment section then, Go ahead, write in what you think the word deceit means. And this one is a, a little bit lengthier, uh, and so I'm going to have to start writing pretty fast. Uh, so here, deceit is the action or practice of deceiving someone by concealing or misrepresenting the truth. We see politicians doing this kind of thing all the time right now, don't we? where they are intentionally saying, here, even like our media, uh, they're not just trying to say, here are the facts, make up your own dang mind. What they're doing is intentionally concealing stuff or they're intentionally misrepresenting data, information, so that when people hear it, uh, they have this particular thing in their mind, which is a pre-planned, this is where we want you to go. Uh, we see this a lot during the elections, where both sides of the aisle are <coughs> intentionally uh, deceiving, putting out information, misinformation on purpose with the intention of leading people not to the best candidate, but to the candidate that they want. <clears throat> and so in this, this is the action or practice of deceiving someone by concealing or misrepresenting the truth. This like misrepresenting the truth could mean you're putting the truth out there, but you're doing it in such a way that you are intentionally misleading people away from the truth. This <clears throat> is the kind of thing that the devil does, uh, that he will always like try to just steer you just a little bit off the truth. Uh, he's he's a, an expert in deceiving people, you know, concealing the truth, uh, according to this, is a part of it. Like you're intentionally hiding information to get people to do what you want, deceit. Uh, it is something that will cause you not to grow in your salvation. So keep in mind that if you have a problem with hiding the truth, uh, misrepresenting the truth, uh, my children right now, I have a, a particular children, a particular child, uh, that he's, like, this has become a part of his, his life. Uh, and so the good news is he's still young. He has the ability to learn from it and grow from it. Uh, but we all have got to recognize that if we're going to become mature disciples, this is something we're going to have to get rid of. And I'm going to erase a little bit to get some room for uh, numbers three through five. So we want to get rid of all malice 
And all the seat number three. Hypocrisy. Now, most of us know that hypocrisy is somebody, uh, this is one of the biggest things that the church is accused of, right? Like, it's just full of a bunch of hypocrites. Uh, now, we recognize that the church should be full of people who are doing, uh, who, who used to be sinners, right? Like, and so, the, like, this should be, the church should be full of people who are growing, who are intentionally, like, trying to, you know, actively be like Jesus, which means that when you see that there is an area of hypocrisy in your life, that you are repentant of that and you are willing to move forward. Does it mean that there won't ever be a time when you will be a hypocrite? Meaning that you're going to do something, but say something else. <clears throat> Most likely it will be there. Um, but what, what's important is that when you see it, when others see it in you, that you're willing to say, you know what, like, I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to say, you're right. I, I've been a hypocrite in this area and I shouldn't have. I'm sorry. I won't do it anymore. And you actually have to, to stop doing it. Uh, hypocrisy meaning that somebody who, who does something, but they say the opposite. Jesus was really hard on the Pharisees and the religious teachers of the day. Why? Because they were saying one thing, but doing the other. Uh, they weren't leading, living the way that they were telling everybody else to live. And so <laughs> at one point in time, Jesus even tells them to do what you see uh, or to do what they're teaching you. Do what they're teaching you because what they're teaching you is, is good and godly. They're just not living that way. Number four. This is the fourth way uh, or the fourth thing that you need to get rid of so that you can grow up in your salvation. <clears throat> this is a, an interesting word and it is envy. Uh, this is a word that I think most people don't think that they are uh, until they, like, like it's way too late. Uh, envy. So envy is the feeling or longing <clears throat> of being discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Uh, there are there have been times when um, I've heard people who, um, for example, I have a friend who uh, was given a vehicle, a really nice brand new um, vehicle. It was amazing. And I heard people who said, well, why can't anybody ever do something like that? That's envy. Uh, that is this resentful, longing in your heart this is uh you, you know where where like it's like like it puts this thing inside of you that is just like you can't you can't be content uh why because you're full of envy uh you've you've not been able to grow in your salvation because you've allowed other people's positions their status their luck like the blessings that the lord has given them because you think uh, that you deserve it. Um, there are, are people that I know, like Christians especially, can be very envious because they'll see other people who, sh who get promoted and they'll be like, yeah, but I deserve that promotion. 
Uh, I work really hard for that. Like, I'm better at this job, this job than they are. Uh, envy is something that will stop your growth in the Lord. And so, finally, here we go. Finally, fifth thing to get rid of if you want to grow in your salvation, it is get rid of all slander. Slander is the crime or action of making false spoken statements damaging to a person's reputation. This is something, slander is something that we see take place all the time during election cycles, right? Like uh, all they do is sit there and slander each other. Uh, and so we don't, as Christians, we're not supposed to be that way. Um, now, does that mean that if somebody is guilty of something that it shouldn't be brought forward in the sense that like, for example, recently in the area here where, where we live, uh, a pastor who w was arrested for <coughs> rape. And so in those particular cases, when you're talking about this pastor, like he's guilty of rape. Uh, this is not slander. Uh, now, does that mean that he can't be forgiven and that he can't repent and that he can't get his life back to the Lord? No, like he could do those things. Should it be done in prison? Probably. Um, <clears throat> but the reality is, is that as Christians, we don't want to join in the world and just run around accusing people of every little thing. And what's interesting about this is more often than not, slander uh, doesn't have to do necessarily with something that's true. <laughs> it, it's just anything you can say that would make somebody look bad. Now, I, I think that this is interesting because during uh, the 2020 election cycle, the church in America made themselves look like absolute idiots. Uh, and why? It's because of this. Slander. People were running around because you have the right on Facebook to say whatever you want. People were accusing all kinds of politicians of all kinds of things, and none of it was based on anything, any kind of truth. Now, we all recognize the reality that like you're, you're allowed to share information, you're allowed to share facts, but if you are intentionally leading people away from somebody in particular because you don't like them, uh, or because they believe a different way than you do, or because you think that this particular quality is, is the most evil thing in the world, so I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure nobody votes for that guy, that is a part of slander. And so G Jesus is telling us through the, this, the Apostle Peter that one of the ways for us to grow in our salvation is we're going to have to get rid of each one of these five things. We cannot be a people of slander. We cannot be. We cannot be a people that is full of envy. We can't be people that are full of hypocrisy. Uh, we can't be deceitful or malicious. Now, this is this. These are all sins. These are all things that are basic uh, things that we need to get rid of if we want to be uh, even just like babies in the Lord. These are a part of following Jesus. These are things we want to get rid of. We want to be like Him. We don't want to be hypocrites. We don't want to be full of uh, malicious intent. We don't want to be running around just looking for ways to do evil things. And so today, uh, I'm sorry for my, my strange whiteboard, but uh, yeah, 
If we want to grow into mature disciples, if we want to grow in our salvation, here are five things that we need to get rid of. So let's just take a moment now. Let me put my my stuff down out of the way. And let's pray. <coughs> because it's easy for us, anybody, it's easy for anybody to read through these things and just be like, okay, whatever. Uh, but then never deal with it. And so, Lord, we come before you now, humbly, and we just say, we give you permission to expose in us any of these sins that you see, uh, you know, that we need to get rid of. And so, Lord, now in, in our hearts, uh, Lord, we get rid of malice, Jesus. Uh, any malice that might be in there, any evil intention, uh, Lord, we, we just get rid of it. Uh, Lord, any any uh, deceit in us, Lord, any any time that we've been trying to intentionally hide or misrepresent the truth to get people to do what we want, Father, forgive us for those things. Uh, for the hypocrisy, Lord, we've all been in a place to where we've been hypocrites, where we've we've said one thing and we've done another. <coughs> Lord, especially as parents, like I feel like uh, my tendency to become more and more hypocritical seems to increase. And so, Lord, like for me, forgive me for that. Uh, Lord, forgive all of us for the hypocrisy in our lives. Lord, Lord, forgive us for the envy in us. Lord, for the times that we've we've had co-workers get promoted when we felt like we should be. Lord, for the times that people who, who look like they're absolutely undeserving of blessing get a blessing and we don't. Lord, we, we for, ask that you forgive us for those things. Uh, for, for envy, Lord, when it comes to, maybe sometimes it's, it's finances, Lord. Sometimes we, we look at other people and we think, wow, they have such a great house. They have such, they must have so much money. It, it just builds this resentment in us. Lord, get rid of that resentment in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you would help us to not have envy. And Lord, I pray that you would help us to tame our tongues. Father, so that we would not be full of slander. Lord, help us not to talk bad about people. Uh, Lord, help us to, to know uh, when there are times to talk about hard things that, uh, especially if, you know, like in situations where elders in the church are, are guilty of hor- horrendous crimes. Uh, Lord, help us to know that the, the difference between slander and, and healthily talking about somebody, because our intentions are what matters. Lord, we want to see People who are, are Christians, who are, who are maybe bound by sin, we want to see them set free. We want to see them repent. We want to see them come before you uh, and restored. Lord, we want to see those who are sinners to come to repentance and to see them saved. And so, Lord, help us not to slander. In Jesus' name, amen. Peace out, Girl Scout. Wait, hold on. I forgot to say, uh, if you can, if you haven't already done so, go ahead and subscribe to our channel. Click the little bell so that you can be notified whenever our videos come out super early in the morning. Uh, But also, if you can, uh, share these videos so that we can continue to, to reach the community of Whitley County. Peace out.